This podcast is available thanks to Anchor.fm. It's a platform where you could create your own podcast. It's very easy to use. It has all the tools you need to publish to other platforms such as Spotify, uh, Google Play, and also Apple Music. And I definitely encourage you to check it out. And it's very easy, like I mentioned, and you will be able to uh, create your very own podcast. So please check it out. What's going on, everyone? We're back again with episode two of this podcast. We're glad that you are all tuning in with us. Um, We've got a few things on the agenda today, um, on the outline that we'd like to discuss, we'd like to hash out. And uh, we, uh, we will have breaking news also midway through, and we'll, we'll start doing a riddle of the day, which I think will be fun for, for most of you guys. So um, to get started, we'd like to just quickly mention one thing about our, our preview, about our, our trailer that we posted on Spotify a few months ago, actually, because that particular trailer was, was recorded with all of the other guys that were here, all the other uh, band of brothers, as we like to call ourselves. Um, that was obviously before half of our group left. Um, so, so Tony, why don't you just give a couple of words as to like what our vision was before when we actually recorded that um, and how it sort of has changed a little bit now since really it's just the two of us left. Right. So before and we had this idea to do a podcast and we are very close. We have dinner, we had dinner every single day and we enjoy the company and we were watching the show called Banner Brothers. And that's why we decided to call ourselves Banner Brothers as well since the beginning of the school year. And since we've had a lot of um, either testimonies or a lot of times together that we just wanted to share to the public. Uh, we decided to do this podcast and call it the Afternoon Toast. That was something that we all worked on since the beginning, all of us together. And before we were gonna talk a little bit more about our journey coming here, Mission Live, and really each individual story. But since most of those student missionaries have left, uh, we decided to move forward more talking about current events, of mission life as well, how this year has been going, like we talked about last week. Today, we'll talk about how this last week is going in in all this coronavirus pandemic and how we are transitioning to remote learning. Uh, but it, it definitely has changed a bit. Our focus is more about sharing what's happening now and being more free flow of things instead of having an outline and specifically talk about different topics each time. And we're very open also to questions and just really sharing what we think and also sharing um, how our experience has been so you guys could also be part of it as well. Yeah, yeah, we, we were excited to see some of you guys send us some questions uh, through our Instagram page and we'll be, we'll be happy to answer a couple of those in this podcast near the end. Um, so stick around for that. But as Tony mentioned, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna transition to, to what, what this past week has been like. Um, just again, sort of giving an update to, to our viewers, you know, as we know, we do have quite a few around the world who like to, like to hear about what's happening here in Palau. 
you know, I don't know, a couple million people, maybe a couple million subscribers. Probably, I don't know what you say. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. hit the one million subscriber uh, yesterday, so yeah, pretty so we, big. We've been doing pretty good, yeah. Um, it's, it's, we've been on the rise really fast. I mean, a little bit too fast for me, a little bit. I mean, I'm not really big into the popularity or anything. But, <laughs> right, right. Uh, anyways. Yeah, so we, we did uh, actually start online school uh, or online remote learning, I guess we'd have to call it technically. Um, last week on Monday, it was our, our first day that we kick-started school again after a couple of weeks of spring break. Mm-hmm. Um, it, was, it took a lot of prep, like a lot of work. Um, to get that kicked off like, right. and started. Right. I remember feeling a little bit overwhelmed when I was trying to transition to the online stuff because I had never done it before, you know, and same with you. But but overall, I would say just just to give a general a general vibe to it, I think it went pretty well. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you say like our first week, our first full week? Yeah, it, it definitely got, um, I think it, it got better as like as we progressed through the week. Mm-hmm. Um, at the beginning, it was going very slow and I know we talked about it multiple times, like days were so slow and shockingly, yeah. even though we were not interacting much as we do in normal uh, classrooms or normal school week, um, even though we were not using as much energy per se, uh, like speaking up or doing labs or whatever it may be. I actually felt more tired than I ever did at the end of the day, even though we worked less or just were on our computers most of the day um i definitely felt a lot more tired and i remember the first day on monday i went straight to bed and took a nap a small or didn't nap but i just rested in my bed without my phone technology i just was tired of it and during that whole day the next day as well it was very tiring um so it started a little bit slow but like you said it definitely has progressed and i honestly think it was a good week um there's a lot of things that we could still improve on and we're still trying to adapt to the new platform, Google Classroom that we're using. Uh, but I would say it's it's a success for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, um, you know, since this is episode two and since uh, since we just recently hit hit the one million plus subscribers, you know, right. I, I'm sure a lot of a lot of our viewers actually probably don't know what we teach. That's so true. Like, Tony, what classes are you actually teaching right now online? Okay, so I would just mention the ones I was teaching yeah. before online. I was teaching uh, five classes, including two electives, and those were uh, physics, um, chemistry, health, marine biology, and film, intro to film. And that was the first two quarters. Last semester, I was teaching those two, except uh film production, which was this cor- this new semester. Uh, but now I am teaching physics and chemistry. So only those two core classes. Um, so that's what we're doing now is we're only teaching core classes and those electives or those health PEs, those are not being taught anymore. Ma- mainly because of the lack of staff, but also just because of the remote learning and we just wanna hit those important subjects. Yeah, yeah, so and on my on my part, Actually, the classes that I was teaching before and currently since the, the transition to online, it's actually the same. So I'm teaching the exact same classes now, which are pretty much all the histories. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still teaching freshman geography, sophomore world history, junior U.S. history and senior government. All of them are are still online since history is another core subject. Um, but yeah, I think, 
to go back to what you were saying about it starting super slow, I had completely got that vibe too. I mean, for me, like Monday and Tuesday were almost like full weeks in, the, in themselves <laughs> trying to yeah. trying to answer all the questions that the students had and trying to manage all of the Google Classroom stuff. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Google, by the way, for, for their sponsorship That's on this right. podcast. <laughs> uh, we, we, we've, uh, we've been using Google to quite a lot to try to um, help these students learn at least a little bit while they're at home, you know, doing self-quarantine and all this stuff, um, social distancing and whatnot. And so teaching, you know, science and history for us has been quite a bit different. And we have been trying to figure out how to make it fun, how to make it easy, how to make it clear, you know, so where the students actually aren't, um, aren't still relying on us heavily where they can actually sort of do a little bit of learning on them on their own, exactly wherever they are. Yeah. And I think like the big difference in terms of learning is that you can't really have instant feedback like we do in classroom classroom we could ask how how do you guys feel from one through five and you could physically see it Mm -hmm. instantly because they're all in their in their desks and there are with their notebooks or and you can see them doing their work but with Mm -hmm. online learning some students uh might turn in something the very last day and i'm still waiting some students to submit some assignments for sure uh but there's some that finish it right at the beginning um, so it is very hard to know really or to get feedback of where they are. Uh, but something that's been cool is to just keep in contact with the students, whether it's in Zoom calls or mm-hmm. uh, Messenger or just asking questions, see how they're doing, um, getting feedback from them as well. Like, oh, I think this will be more helpful. I think we could add this to improve uh, the curriculum or the, the platform. Um, so I think that's very helpful, but it's definitely is quite different to actually being in the classroom. Right. Um, but yeah, I remember the first Monday, um, I know you had a lot of master stuff to do and I had to write some papers for med school. Um, and I just, why don't you mention like what, what we're doing in addition to teaching? (laughs) Yeah. So in addition to, to teaching here in Palau, um, Mr. Mixon, he is, Joe here, he is doing his master's. He's finishing his master's. Yeah, May, that's your projected time to finish. Mm-hmm. Um, and you still have a lot of grants, papers to write, a lot of hours for instruction that you have to do. Myself, I've I'm been writing my personal statement for my medical school application. I have to start thinking about studying for the MCAT. And I'm also writing a research paper on sea urchins that I conducted in Fiji. Um, and that has to be done by summer. I, at least that's what I want because I don't want to focus on that while I'm studying with the MCAT. So it is quite a bit of writing that we have to do. And just being in the computer the whole day with class definitely takes a toll, at least in the beginning. I think now we're getting used to it for sure because the last couple of days has been fine. Uh, but the first two days for sure, I just did not want to be in technology anymore. Oh, I know. Yeah, it was it was brutal, brutal. I mean, we were looking at a screen pretty much all day, every day mm-hmm. while we were getting this all started. But like you said, now it's kind of eased off a little bit, and um, and the kids are are getting the hang of it. So it's been it's been better. And even I'm actually really looking forward to this upcoming week because mm-hmm. um, of of how much more organized and and clear and easy that we we can make it for the kids. I mean. In, in my personal classes that I'm teaching now, I think that 
the first week was a little bit rough in, in ways that I could have made it more clear. Um, but now I'm, I'm excited for this, for the second week to come because I've got some, some pretty cool stuff that I I'm ready for the kids to see and to, just to, uh, to learn and then even to kind of answer questions. I mean, one specifically, just to give an example to our, our listeners here mm. is that the video that we recorded right, um, right. about the moral dilemma, mm-hmm. right? Which in this case, um, in, in the juniors class, their history class, they're learning about World War II. And so the moral dilemma that, that we discussed was uh, about whether or not you were going to accept a Jew into your home during World War II if you were living in, in Nazi Germany. Um, and whether or not you were actually going to lie to keep them hidden or keep them safe, or if you were going to tell the truth and, and maybe protect your family from, from being thrown in prison if they were found, if the Jews were found in your house. So, I mean, I'm excited for that. I'm, I'm willing to explore that even deeper with some of the kids as they start submitting their, Mm -hmm. their answers to that and what they would do. Um, cause I, I also love morals and ethics and discussing that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's very difficult. Those questions mm-hmm. had me thinking and it's, mm-hmm. it's really hard. And I, I really hope all our listeners could listen to our conversation and maybe we could add it at some point in our podcast if you guys want to hear it. Um, uh, but the juniors will be doing that and it's definitely, it was a good conversation. So I'm excited for them to, to hear that. And it's really mm-hmm. cool that we're trying to do all these things. I know we're planning to do some devotional thoughts. Yeah. make some videos. Uh, we're working on that right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, myself, I'm thinking of doing some labs and just recording them. So there's a lot of things that actually um, are part of what we have to do. It's not only teaching or just putting the video, can Academy videos or lectures or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. We have to do more than that as well. And it's partly because we want to do it. We don't, we might not have to do it, but we definitely mm-hmm. want to give the students a hundred, the most possible ability for them to learn Um, because it's all about learning and something that makes it difficult now though is testing uh so what are you thinking for doing that doing with that yeah i'm not i'm not entirely sure um with a couple of my classes but but i think generally the ways that we can give assessments um might just be sort of either project based or or short answer based to try Mm -hmm. and, and ensure that we understand how much how much they are actually learning, like what level they're at, um, and if they can actually get mastery of of what of one subject, what does that actually look like? Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I think being able to see students write a little bit more mm. um, would be helpful, and and I think that most of them probably wouldn't agree because <laughs> they don't really like writing as much. Yeah, <laughs> but to be honest. Writing is is actually pretty helpful, especially in in high school when, when you're getting practice. You know, right. as you said mentioned earlier, you're having to write a personal statement. Like that's kind of a big deal. And if you're if you don't have much practice that's with right. writing, you know, it can be really difficult in the mm-hmm. long run later on in life. Right. Right. So. Yeah, and I I definitely definitely agree. I know in high school. Um, I was homeschooled for part of my life, and I wasn't really encouraged much to write I would just write whenever I had to um, so it wasn't till my junior year in high school actually where I intentionally started writing a lot just because mainly because of class AP um, English and it was very helpful I, I still have the essays that I wrote in the beginning of the school year and literally when I look back it feels like elementary level writing 
just because like I, I've never been like super good at English, uh, but I, I do like writing and that class really helped me out a lot to understand how important it is. Mm -hmm. And even though, yes, it's still not my first language and I do struggle with it a bit, um, I do, I have improved a lot more from, from then for sure. And my teacher, I know she's someone that really impacted me in terms of my writing and it is very important. So I think writing is definitely a good way um, and good practice, especially these last couple of weeks before starting a new school year. Mm -hmm. um, it's something that a lot of people and me, myself, you writing, I, 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 I was reading this book, um, procrastination, also the procrastination equation is called. And they mentioned that writing is one of the things that people are most likely to procrastinate on just because you don't see those results instantly. And it does take a lot to write, uh, putting your ideas and it's just so, so easy to procrastinate. It's definitely true. Uh, but it is very important because you learn how to think for yourself and you analyze questions, moral questions, ethical questions, right. chemistry concepts. You could also write about um so it is very important yeah yeah when you mentioned that um like your history or your english teacher was really influential in your life i i really get that too i've had a few different teachers especially in high school that really influenced me in a positive way mm -hmm. um for my future not just in college but but even now and um and and i hope that that in a way that we can also be sort in, in sort of that position of with these kids here in Palau. Right. I mean, we've really gotten to know them and, and built bonds with them. But at the same time, like, you know, are those bonds actually going to last? Um, are mm -hmm. we going to actually make a, a long lasting difference in their life? Um, and unfortunately, a lot of the, the teachers here did have to leave early. And so they won't be able to see that as much. But, but now that we're still here and still doing these online classes, hopefully we still are able to be in a position where we can can help these students learn more and and grow more right, you know, right. into like you know the person that they're going to be in the future exactly exactly and i think that's the coolest thing about being a teacher honestly that's something that i've learned this year um i never considered myself to teach my at all during my whole life um even though i do come from a family of teachers my grandpa he was a physics and chemistry teacher professor um so it's really cool for me now that i'm kind of following his footsteps because um, he was definitely very influential uh, part of my life. And that's that's something that's a big, big um, blessing about like teaching or just a job is mm -hmm. that you get to impact a lot of people's lives in many ways, not only spiritually, but you could also do that um, in their academic growth. And eventually they will, a lot of these students might get a bachelor's degree, they might become doctors, they might become, become lawyer, uh, lawyers, um, scientists, writers, um, there's many possibilities. And to know that you had a small part of that success is something that is very rewarding for teachers, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Um, I so. mean, I think we are extremely blessed to be here, not just like because Palau is so awesome, but but just in the position that we are as teachers, you know, still helping these kids throughout the rest of this year, even though it, it seems like, you know, it's worst case scenario. Actually, on the contrary, we we're still we're still having school. We still have technology available. Mm -hmm. we're, we're recording videos and we're trying to make it fun. And and I think that it's better than nothing for sure. Right. For sure. So and something that's really cool is that 
people here in Palau, um, like outside outside of the school system here, or just parents, they're actually uh, very excited about this online program. I've had some conversation with some uh, people from church or also some parents I've ran into in the market uh, in the grocery shop. Um, or that one time we ran into the guy at the, the bridge. bridge. Yeah, maybe you can share what he was saying. Yeah, so there was a, a random guy there. Actually, there was a few guys there that were fishing when we went to the bridge to swim. Um, there was there were some guys talking to us about about how they're actually proud that that our academy is kind of leading the way in this online learning stuff here on the island mm -hmm. um, because the other the other high schools have sort of followed suit and they're starting to do online stuff too. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think hearing that praise from from community members that that aren't even, you know, really affiliated with our school that much, mm -hmm. um, get, hearing that praise was really, really helpful right. for me and, and for you too. I mean, hearing that we're actually doing good work and that it's worth it. Right, um, right in the long run for sure it's 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 good to hear that from community members but um i will say this though i think with every with every decision made there's always kind of two sides right to it and and so i think you're right in that the, the majority of people are excited that we're still having school but there's still some who who have questions about it and and aren't so sure that it's that it's actually the best uh decision whether it's for high school or for elementary school and I think that, that understanding that and and knowing that there are parents out there, there's there's students out there who really who really are struggling in many different ways, not just academically, but you know even in their home life, mm -hmm. a lot of them really struggle. Um, and so I think maintaining that that open mind is really important for us, not just as teachers, but also like as administration and, and right. trying to meet the needs exactly. of all the people exactly. here. Exactly. Yeah, because it's definitely uh, different from teaching in the regular classroom for sure. Mm -hmm. um, and some people, it might be difficult to accept or it's just, it's definitely different. And there will be both sides. Every time there's a drastic change, mm -hmm. there will be both sides. And I think the reason why now there's more people supportive instead of more like a 50-50 is just because this is happening due to the fact of the pandemic. But if there was no coronavirus, if there was no pandemic... And if we all of a sudden started to switch to online learning, then of course there would be a bigger crowd that was mm -hmm. against it, I think. But it's just because they understand the situation, we want to promote students to stay at home, uh, to practice social distancing, all those pre uh, precautions. Mm -hmm. um, and in addition, we don't want them to stop to learn because learning is very valuable, something that's very important. Right. Um, and I definitely see this this option very viable uh, mm -hmm. for them to to grow as individuals as well. Yeah, definitely. I think it's it's good you just brought up you know the whole social distancing thing here in Palau because we we have seen the government take really good proper measures in trying to avoid um, this pandemic around the world. So um, why don't you go ahead and, and and hit us with the breaking news? That's right. So there is breaking news here coming from Palau. Um, so like, like Joe was saying, there's been a lot of, uh, precautions and safety measures being taken by the, uh, country of Palau. Um, and it's very, very good. But this last week we got news that there was potentially, a there's a suspected case of coronavirus here in Palau and this place is really small. So the chances of other people being infected by one individual 
is very high just because everyone's close knit. They have all their families um, and it's not a small place. So if if it were to lock down be on a lockdown or close down, it'll be pretty hard. Basically, you don't have much you could do outside or either going to the bridge. And they've already closed down a couple of places indeed. Uh, but yesterday during church, actually, we got the news that uh, the person that was suspected of having coronavirus, their tests were sent to Taiwan and they came back negative. So that is very good news because a lot of people were actually already thinking that it was for sure, for sure going to be positive. I was one of those people. I was like, man, I think this time it will be positive because this happened once and it was negative. And this time I was like, man, I think most likely it will be. Uh, but it's great news because now the whole community seems a little bit relieved. Uh, but at the same time, the government is um, continuing these measures, safety measures for Palau to really um, stay safe and and try to prevent the virus at all costs. Um, so it is very, very great news that we heard yesterday for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, we're excited that Palau is still technically um, coronavirus free, along with just another handful of countries around the world. Right. We're, we're holding out strong. Exactly. So, um, so it's good. But um, why don't we go ahead and answer some questions from our, our viewers? Yeah, so we will answer several questions now, a couple of questions. And then uh, later on for the next podcast, we will have more questions from you guys. Make sure to um, send us some more questions that we could answer. Uh, so we're going to have two today. The first one going along with that of the pandemic, coronavirus. Uh, someone asked, what is the top three things that we want to do or things that we are excited to do once this pandemic is over? Um, and this is a really good question because I've definitely thought about several things. So you want to go uh, first, Joe? Yeah, um, I'll probably give a couple. I'm not sure if I have an actual top three, but but I think really the top the top things that I'm looking forward to are... are Kind of revolving around around being back with the students mm. um you know depending on obviously how long this goes and and how much um it affects palau specifically uh, we we won't actually know for sure a, a definite date or any sort of time frame on when we can actually come back together or even if we're going to have school again um but Again, I think that the thing I'm most looking forward to is just being with the kids again mm-hmm. um, and hanging out, doing stuff, playing basketball, going swimming, barbecuing, you know, especially with the senior class, because the seniors really, you know, they don't have much time left, as we mentioned in the last episode, um, and getting getting to to spend more time with them before summer really is valuable to me. and mm-hmm. And I think that if we can, we should try to do that as much as we can um, throughout the next couple of months here. Even if even if we we don't have actual school, but especially if we still don't have a case of Corona here, like, you mm-hmm. know, then we can we can definitely plan some stuff. And so I don't know, I think like I like I mentioned, I'm not sure if I could give you a top three things, but I really am looking forward to to seeing the kids face to face again and, and spending time and um, doing fun stuff with the kids. That's right. really the main thing. Right. Yeah. And I, I have to agree for sure. Like since everyone is, and it's good, everyone's taking their preventive measures. Um, it is 
difficult even now, even though we don't have a case, it is difficult to plan something with students or to get together. We may see them at church or we might see them around in the store, but it's very brief. Um, we can't really go to the bridge or have some fun activities. Even if we don't have school, we it will be still nice to hang out with them just to um, keep that relationship going with them and trying to help them grow uh, further. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that, that, I would, that would be for sure uh, my number one. Yeah, I think uh, that, uh, it's also... It'd also be fantastic if we could have some kind of a graduation. That's uh, right. That's that's one thing I've been looking forward to for a couple months, yeah. even before this whole thing kind of kind of came about around the world. Um, you know, having having sort of this year end on a positive note is really important to me too. Yeah, definitely. Um, and and having a graduation of any kind would be really really awesome um, for the students to to take part in. Um, not to mention the fact that I'm supposed to be graduating with my master's. And so it'd be, it'd be really cool to celebrate with them alongside them. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and so that's, that's another thing I, I can't help but think about um, as we get closer and closer to the end of May. You know, are we going to have a grad? Maybe, maybe not, depending. There's so many factors. Like, right. you know, it's really hard to, to say yes or no on that right now, but hopefully it does actually work out for us. Exactly, exactly. And we, we could see our students virtually on like Zoom calls and stuff, but and it, it definitely makes me miss them even more just because it was really fun having them every single day, um, hearing their stories or just helping them out on a daily basis. I mean, that's something that definitely that we both miss, like we mentioned, and that'd be really great. Even if school doesn't resume, having them, um, going on activities or even having graduation. I know you have your cap and gowns here mm-hmm. already. Um, so I hope that that could definitely happen. Um, other two, I would just mention as as I will be going back in June, uh, back home, um, something, these are not very important, but having restaurants open <laughs> that I've missed, like in and out, so that would be really great. And also having gyms open because mm-hmm. I really want to get more healthy and just keep working out and stuff. Um, but since those are closed, it definitely limits that for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for sure, having our kids, that'll be number one. Um, so another question, um, so mainly for me, someone asked me if I feel guilty eating fish. Oh, yeah. um, and for those that don't know, I'm, I've been strictly vegetarian my whole life. To the point where if someone eats meat, not really, but like with people that I'm close with, like I'll just kind of try to guilt trip them a little bit. Um, so, yeah, so I, I've always been vegetarian very strongly, never really tried meat ever before coming here, really in Palau. Um, so somebody asked me that and I just want to quickly answer. And I, I've never, I've, I haven't felt guilty actually, um, but now after this year i've ate it quite a bit and it's really good honestly it's really good but i still don't think it's like to the point where i'm for sure not going to be vegetarian uh, actually really considering becoming vegan at some point um or just being vegetarian for my life um it is something that is cool that i tried and i think i will leave that pescatarian lifestyle only here in Palau. Whenever I come back to Palau, I'll keep being pescatarian. But back home, I think I'm gonna continue being vegetarian, potentially vegan as well. 
Um, so it's pretty funny. I would send pictures to my parents. My mom would be like, you ate fish? No. Um, and I was like, yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, it's hard not to eat fish here in Palau. To be it's really hard. You have to, you have to try it. It's an Island. It's fish all fresh. Here. It's all fresh. Yeah, exactly. I've gone spear fishing. I catch the fish and then I clean it up and then I cook it and then I eat it. Um, so it's, it's pretty, it's pretty good. And the, I know for sure that it doesn't have any contamination or yeah, it's much more safe and it's delicious. So definitely, uh, I think we'll leave it here in Palau, uh, what stays in Palau, uh, no, what happens in Palau stays in Palau. Um, but yeah, it's, it's good. Uh, but I think I will keep being vegetarian for sure. Um, all right. So to finish up, uh, before we finish up the podcast, we're going to have the riddle of the day. Uh, what, how is this going to work is Joe is going to say the riddle and we will have a chance for you guys to, um, answer on our Instagram. So whether it's in the afternoon toast or in our personal Instagram, and if you guys get it right the first time, then we'll give you guys a shout out in the next podcast. Mm -hmm. Uh, so take it away. All right. So the riddle of the day is I'm tall when I'm young and I'm short when I'm old. What am I? We'll leave it up to you guys to find the answer. That's right. So we'll post it on our social media and just answer. And like I said, we'll give you a shout out uh, for those that answer the riddle for the next podcast. All right. So thank you guys so much for joining us in this second podcast. Uh, we're excited to continue um, sharing what we're doing, what we're doing, how we're doing here in Palau. Um, like I mentioned, we will have the chance for you guys to ask more questions and we will answer those, uh, the following podcast as much as possible, because we do get millions and millions of comments, right? Questions. So it's really hard to look through it's all of them. It's just too many. Absolutely. It's too much. We're teachers, we're writing. We can't have all this added onto mm -hmm. us. So you we know need a secretary or something. Yeah, that's right. If you guys want to apply to be secretary, we have that open. Just send your resume to our accounts and we'll consider it. Uh, <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And uh, don't forget, ask us questions that we can use for our next podcast. And we will talk to you guys next time. See you guys later. Thank you guys again for tuning into our podcast. I would just like to give a quick shout out to Juicy Flutes. You can find him on SoundCloud look up the song afternoon toast which was used for this podcast also for the the cover photo that so graciously given to us for this podcast and if you guys have a chance go ahead and look up the afternoon toast on instagram give us a follow tune in for more podcasts coming up soon